Greetings and salutations, Elseworld citizens. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. I am your host, TJ Aquilina, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the TJ Aqua, and follow the Elseworld Citizen page. Become a part of the Elseworld Citizenship on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen or on Twitter at ElseworldCiv, that's ElseworldCIV. And thank you once again for listening, fellow Elseworld citizens, and thank you so much for following me these last few weeks. Uh, Your support and your clicks have made a huge difference in the podcast, and it's really going to help us to grow and move forward as we continue on this cosmic journey that we have. Uh, As Since this is kind of the final week before the month of May, uh, or before the week of May for this podcast publication. I just wanted to give a quick shout out and thank you to the providers for music. It's provided by Ocean Life Music, BMI, and the American Music Company through West Star Music, uh, without which the amazing symphony that you hear upon the opening wouldn't be possible. So thank you to them. And with that being said, let's hit that cue music and let's get started. everybody welcome back to the show today we're talking about Mera Tidebreaker it's a brand new YA graphic novel uh, published by uh, excuse me uh, published by DC Comics it is through their DC Inc it's a new YA and uh, it's about 12 to 13 of age or under publication lineup um, it is written by Daniel Page and art by Stephen Byrne, and we're going to go into that in a little bit. We're also going to be talking about Wolverine, The Lost Trail, the second chapter in the Marvel's Wolverine uh, audio narrative series that is on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, Stitcher, Premium, and elsewhere. And we're also going to talk about Stan Lee's Alliances, one of the last pieces of work that Stan Lee himself was able to work on uh, before he left us back in 2018. First up, Mara Tidebreaker. It's from Daniel Page, a New York Times bestselling author. She's known for Stealing Snow and... Uh, You know, this story is about Mera, an Aquaman origin story that explores Mera's first steps on land as well as her first steps as a hero or a villain, forcing her to choose to follow her heart or her mission to kill. Amazing, beautiful art by Stephen Byrne. He has a background in animation, and it is very obvious in the expressiveness and the amount of character development that happens visually through Mera and through the rest of the cast of characters in this graphic novel. Uh, There's an amazing a political story that is explored between the Atlanteans and the Zebelians. There's an amazing, amazing complexity to both Mera and to the female characters of this story. It is very much a female-centric story. Arthur Curry is present in it, uh, but I would say that he doesn't play as pinnacle of a role as Mera does in this story. And I think that's all right because Mera is very much a very strong-willed female character uh, in the Aquaman story regardless. It really does show you how how complex her character is, but also how unique and almost 
how much better her character is compared to Arthur Curry's. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, you know, I, I used to be a big Aquaman fan, but ever since this graphic novel, I think my opinion has changed. I think I'm a bigger fan of Mara now than I am of Aquaman. Like I was saying, the story is really amazing. Um, a lot of expressiveness in the art, uh, nice uh, subtle hints as to character motivations. And one thing that I think is very important for these books, especially since they're young adult books, and of course the topic of love comes up, but I think it's amazing how the art is designed in such a way that it doesn't over-sexualize any of the characters. None of the female characters uh, are drawn in a voluptuous manner, and neither are the men. The men aren't drawn to look chiseled or such. Um, they're very simplistic designs, but they're meant to ensure that your focus isn't on the way the characters look. It's what they're doing, how they express themselves and their and how what they're doing in their actions that forwards the story. And that's I think that's essential in young adult uh, in a young adult graphic novel. I think a lot of DC and Marvel is known to do this too. They we've had a history of it. You're if you're listening and you're a comic book reader, you know this as well as I do. We've had a history of over sexualized characters, both male and female, across the spectrum. And the fact that we are now finally getting content that is aim its aim is not to sexualize, not to make it look like oh look how visually appealing this character is it's no longer about that it's about how can we design a character so that it is true to what the fans remember but is also true to the character not to the physical look but true to the character and i think that stephen byrne really nailed it and he was able to take the dialogue and the amazing story written by daniel page and just push it even further and makes it appealing to, I think, all ages. Even if you're over the age of 14 or 13, you're going to love this graphic novel. And I think you're going to love the DC Inc. lineup. There's so much coming down the line for DC Inc. We have uh, we have a Catwoman-centric Selina Kyle story that comes out uh, in May. We have a uh, Raven storyline from the Teen Titans. We have a Raven graphic novel coming out through DC Inc. And that comes out uh, in midsummer. And then we also have a Harley Quinn one that comes out as well, I believe is in October. So we have these amazing character study YA graphic novels. Really, I think these are going to stand the test of time. And I think these are going to become our references for these characters as we move forward, even for the films. I think this is the testing ground for DC. I truly do. I think the DC comics, even though they're they're doing a, a big push through their regular lineup and they're doing well through the regular comics, I think that the DC Inc. lineup is gonna is truly their testing ground for the future of comics. And it's perfect for this podcast because I get to bring you guys content that you don't have to worry about following a series in. These are one-shot books, open and shut. You get a full story. It leaves more to go, you know, for the future. It definitely leaves things open-ended for Mara Tidebreaker. But at the same time, this book in itself is perfect on its own. It doesn't need a sequel. It doesn't need a prequel. It is great the way it is. Um, and I love that about it. So if you're if you're interested in Mara Tidebreaker, 
It's out now. You can find it at Barnes & Noble, local comic book shops. You can find it on Kindle if you want to do, do a digital download. But go find it, read it, and reach out back out to me. Reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. Tell me what you think about it because I love it and I would love to hear your feedback on it. I think it is an amazing character study for Mara. And I actually think it's an interesting character study for Arthur as well in the fact that we get to truly see what the Aquaman Arthur Curry looks like from an outsider's perspective instead of always it being you know kind of our perspective of Aquaman of being this 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 destined for greatness almost King Arthur like figure no in Mara's eyes, it's just some this, you know, bastard child who happens to all of a sudden have claim to the throne in which basically will further a authoritarian government that has been controlling her people and her family for the foreseeable last decade, you know, as so it's an interesting perspective. And, and that's what that's what spurs her to basically go on this journey to try and assassinate him. She she wants to get her freedom back. She wants to give her father his his rightful freedom back as a ruler of of Zebel, you know, so it comes from it comes from a good place. And of course, you know, she She's got to learn the hard way, you know, killing isn't always the right way to do things. And she learns that she has a greater purpose in life, that she values life and that maybe the way that Atlanteans have been treating Zebel isn't the right way. But maybe Arthur doesn't have to be the focal point and the cause for harm. Maybe he's actually the turning point for her and for her people. And she has to learn that and she has to learn to accept that but also stay true to her strength as an individual. And the fact that Daniel Page is able to convey that in this story, I think is absolutely brilliant. So go check it out. Wolverine the Lost Trail. I'm going to read a little bit on Wolverine right here. This is the audio narrative that's coming through Marvel Comics. Uh, it is specifically on uh, Stitcher Premium. It also drops weekly on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You guys, if you haven't listened to The Long Night, Wolverine the Long Night, Go download it on Apple Podcasts. It's free. You can binge the entire first season right now before it drops because it's dropping this summer. Uh, so Wolverine the, Lo uh, the Lost Trail. It is an epic quest that takes place in Lu the Louisiana Bayou. Following the events of w Marvel's Wolverine the Long Night, Logan Richard Armitage returns to New Orleans in search of redemption only to discover that his ex-lover Maureen is, now to is nowhere to be found. And she's not the only one. Dozens of humans and mutants have gone missing, including the mother of a teenage boy, Marcus Baptiste. With Weapon X in close pursuit, Logan and Marcus must team up and follow a trail of clues that leads them deep into the gothic heart of the bayou, where they encounter biker gangs, Cajun thieves, and a world of wonders that defies explanation. It is here that they find Greenhaven, a refugee-run uh, by a, a refuge run by a powerful mutant named Jason Wingard. So I'm super excited for this, guys. It's going to be an audio narrative that specifically follows Wolverine, played by Richard Armitage. 
who, if you don't know that name, he played Thorne in the Hobbit films. And he does an amazing job at conveying the roughness and just the loneliness of Logan. And he does an amazing job of it. It's one of the best produced audio narratives period right now they use ambisonic microphones which basically means you're getting 360 degree sound and recording for this show um it's it's produced by some of the best audio people in the industry an amazing cast of town ta- of talented uh actors it's just it's one in a million and if you're if you haven't listened to long the long night go download it now you can binge it and get ready in time for the lost trail because it's going to be worth it trust me especially if you've got about you know if you've got a half hour drive to work this fills in the time perfectly and last but not least guys we're talking about Stan the man himself Stan Lee's alliances a trick of light one of the great uh, Stan Lee's last known projects is finally being published via Audible. Alliances, A Trick of Light, years uh, in development. Um, it's a universe featuring dozens of characters, and the first chapter is set to debut as a audio drama this summer. It includes a recorded introduction by Stan himself uh, that was recorded uh just before his death uh, back in 2018. And I'm going to read this synopsis. This is from Amazon.com. It says, What is more real, a world we are born into or one we create for ourselves? Legendary creator, master storyteller, and cultural icon Stan Lee sets off into a new universe in search of answers to some of the most pressing questions of our time. The only question left, will you join him on this journey? In one of Stan Lee's final collaborations and most innovative works, visionary in both his uh, prescient commentary on the world today and the medium he chose to tell it in audio. Stan Lee's Alliances Trick Alike, co-created by Lee, Luke Lieberman, and Ryan Silbert, invites listeners to unleash the power of their imagination and bring to life an epic superhero's origin story set within a tech-centric, highly connected world um, Reminiscent of Our Own. Co-written by Edgar-nominated author Kat Rosenfield, Stanley's Alliances introduces listeners to a mysterious young woman, Nia, whose fate is intertwined with a seemingly ordinary Midwestern teenager, Cameron Ackerson, whose quest for YouTube stardom takes him to the heart of the Great Lakes Triangle, where he is imbued with the power to see and hear a new reality. And this is, uh, you know what, guys? I'm just... I'm super excited. We're getting more audio narrative stories. This is, it's almost like we're kind of re- reverting back to the old times where all the great stories were told through voice, through just, it's the campfire storytelling technique. And I love the fact that podcasting has given artists a new avenue to tell their stories. And I'm so excited for this. You know, we've got, we've got, Two new Stanley books that we know are coming out. We have an audio, um, semi-autobiographical book on Stan that's coming out next fall. And the fact that this drops this summer, it's just going to be and, – and we've got Endgame tomorrow. You, we've got Endgame this, coming out this weekend, and it's the last movie that Stan has a cameo in. It's just going to be a full, amazing summer to celebrate Stan Lee and I couldn't be happier. Uh, so listen, guys, that's all I have the time for today to uh, talk to you. I know it was brief. I know I rambled a little bit on Mara, but trust me, uh, 
every dollar that you spend on Mara Tidebreaker is worth it. It is an exceptional book, really well written, amazing uh, canon and amazing culture exploration when it comes to Atlanteans and Zebo, um, and an amazing character study on Mara. It really shows her strength and her courage to be able to defy everyone around her, to to risk it all to protect her people, um, and it really does. In my opinion, I think this book outshines the Aquaman movie. I know, I know, it's blasphemy because Aquaman is fantastic, colorful, and, and a great adventure film. But trust me, when it comes to a comic book story, Mara Tidebreaker, for me, is almost close to flawless. It is absolutely amazing. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. And I know I don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to sum up real quick. We have a brand new addition to our podcast that's going to be dropping in May. My first episode is going to be dropped on May 4th, so look out for that. And we have uh, some new art coming your way as well. I'm currently redesigning the Elseworld Citizen logo. It is going to be brand new. It's going to look a little different, but I think it's going to help to truly stand out from a lot of other comic book podcasts that tend to uh, mimic similar designs. So I really want to be able to stand out from the crowd. And thank you so much for listening, guys. I know it's been a long road, but I'm finally giving you guys three podcasts a week, which is what I've wanted to do from the start. And your contribution by downloading and playing this podcast is making all the difference. So thank you to you, Elseworld citizens for following me. Thank you to the 80 strong that you are on Instagram. Let's get it up to 100 followers. I would love to have 100 followers sometime soon. So thank you guys again. Have a great weekend. Excelsior. Let's watch some Endgame and keep your eyes open for a Instagram story for my reactions to Endgame because I finally was able to get tickets thanks to my amazing girlfriend and we're going to see it this Saturday. Have a good weekend guys and enjoy Endgame and as and remember no spoiling Endgame. Do not spoil Endgame. Have a great day, guys. Keep an Elseworlds state of mind. And I'll see you real soon.